Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Can you believe Christmas is less than a week away and it's only a little more than that until it is 2020? How does that make you feel? I feel a little bit excited. 2020 is going to be an amazing year for me. I already decided that about seven years ago. (laughs) In this episode, though, we are recapping two of my Christmas countdown weeks. That's right. The countdown is over It's been amazing. I've loved hanging out with you guys and we've covered some really great stuff. Let's start uh, on week two because for many, the thought of 2020 creeping closer and closer actually brings looming feelings of stress and worry. And I don't want that for you. I know that sometimes we can get ourselves worked up every time around this time of year because we start to reflect on the things that we haven't ticked off and uh, we start to think of the New Year's resolutions, and it all just gets a little bit heavy. So if this is you, I want you to stop. Give yourself a break. There's absolutely no point worrying about those things now. Seriously, where will it get you? I want you to instead focus on the things that you have accomplished and put your energy into the things that can move your business forward right now. Yes, and the long run, but really I'm telling you your top five priorities that you should be worrying about right now or thinking about focusing on right now. Everything else can be left behind in 2019. So this live replay, despite its little tech issues, uh, we cover uh, how what you should be focusing on now and I give you permission to let go of the other things until the new year. And 2020, I hope to give you full momentum to make it your breakthrough year. All right, let's dive into this last nearly last episode. Hi, hi, how are you? One thing, um, I don't know if you caught, I'm trying some new software to come live to you. So at this very moment, I can't see your comments. So let me see if I can. Anyway, I want to know, so I can find your comments. (laughs) I want to know, what day are you finishing? Are you finishing on Saturday? Are you working Sunday or Monday? I used to work Sundays. Um, we used to open on a Sunday because it meant that we could split the team between Saturday and Sunday and they could work either Saturday or Sunday. Something to think about for next year while I try to find you guys. Um, But because it's only two weeks, um, oh, hey, yes, yes, good. Okay, I found you guys. I'm with you. Uh, Kathy says Saturday, but have cut a few Mondays. Hey, that's, yeah, that's, Good. I like that. I think that's nice to have to have the Monday, Tuesday off before Christmas Day. Like, you know, that's amazing. Christmas Eve, but then shut at four. Yeah, yeah, Bex. Okay, I get that. We used to open uh, Christmas Eve, but I discovered, and I'll be interested to know if anyone else is experiencing this, I discovered that we had so many no-shows. People were too busy, too panicking, <laughs> last-minute shopping or whatever they did, and they would cancel. So um, we quit that quick smart. 
Anyway, today I'm, I also want to know, like, how are you feeling about the last two weeks? Are you fully booked? Are you overbooked? Are you feeling stressed or are you feeling chillaxed? Um, why don't you give me the emoji that encapsulates your feelings about the next two weeks? Like whatever the feeling is, find me an emoji that matches how you feel about it. Because it's kind of like, it's the two weeks that we spend all year preparing for, right? So um, I'm really interested to know what that emoji is going to be. Um, Shazley says, oh my goodness, this is going to be hilarious. I always close the cell on Christmas Eve. Yeah, okay, me too. Uh, we stay closed Sunday and Monday, so normal hours, but uh, stay open late. Okay, open late. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, scared there isn't enough time to save for the January quiet time. Okay, but you know, like um, some good old marketing, what I would call killer offer marketing, right, uh, can sort January. Like, remember, there are people lurking around. You can pull people in. And it's the, this is, there are a few, you can't run a business on what I call killer offers, like really high value offers at a really reasonable price. Um, there's not many, you can't build a business on that. But there are a few times a year that you should, could, would be doing this, right? And if you've got a quiet patch, then that's the perfect time to be doing, getting bums on seats. Um, so, Think about that. And in the hub, uh, Beck, you can go in and find uh, the anat in step five. There's the anatomy of the of a the anatomy of a perfect offer. Um, go and have a look at that because that will help you pull together some really great offers for your January uh, slow period. Okay, so I hope that helps. So then you then you can release the stress. My goal for for today is to release the stress of. Uh, these last two weeks and help you because the only thing you can do now, like the future is committed. It's booked. There's not much you can do now. So the only thing that you can do is manage yourself. You're very welcome. Um, uh, the only thing that you can do is manage yourself and how you manage your brain and how you react or choose to react with intention to the things that happen now. So I want to make sure that you are sane and your brain is sane over these next two weeks. Um, because the kind of like the year is done, right? And it's really easy to start thinking about the things that you haven't done, like prepare for January or uh, whatever those things are. I'm keen for you to tell me what are the things that are like keeping you up at night right now? Is it clients? Is it fully booked stuff? Is it next year? Is it the things you haven't achieved this year? I'm really keen for you to like, let's get them out. If you type them out in the comments, then you get them out of your body and out of your brain. Because my goal today is to help you be present with where you're at in the next two weeks. Of all the times of the year for a CEO of a salon business, this is the time that I want you to let go of your CEO to step into manager and stylist or therapist and um, let go of the big picture stuff, right? Today is all about being present with where you're at. So I'm going to give you the five things that you should be worrying about, or maybe I shouldn't say worry, maybe I should be saying thinking about. Um, here are the five things that you, I give you permission to think about um, and let go of the rest, okay? You with me? So the first thing that I want you to be thinking about in terms of your priorities is um, and make if you haven't got this list already, then in the comments uh, in the in this post, there's a link to get these right. 
So the first thing I want you to prioritize is to be present with your team daily. That means letting go of the CEO hat stuff, the stuff, the big picture things, the things that you haven't done this year, the things that you're going to do next year. I just want to give you permission to be present with your team so you can be present also with your clients or be present for your team so they can be present with uh, with their clients, right? Depending on whether or not you're serving clients uh, at the moment or whether or not you're in manager or CEO role. Actually, I'm really keen for those of you that are live with me. Are you in CEO role at the moment are you, or are you serving clients? Are you manager? Which role are you? Stylist or therapist? Are you doing the clients? Are you in management role, running the desk, running the team? Uh, are you in CEO role? Maybe you're completely off operations, especially if you've been through my program, you'll be completely off operations. So whichever one that you're in, let me know, one, two or three, stylist, manager, CEO. I'm keen to know. And I want you to, I want to give you permission to let go of or of any of those roles that's not about being present with your team and being present with the clients and helping the daily operations run smoothly, all hands on deck. And to some, some degree, sometimes you just need to step away and let them do the work. But I want your role to be to be present with them to make sure that they're set up right, that they're set up well and that they're focusing on uh, a 10 out of 10 client experience. And that means uh, removing, I think one of your roles as a business owner, as a CEO, is to remove the obstacles for your team. Like any team serving clients, there's going to be obstacles, running late, not having the, um, the products or the tools that they need, uh, a team member is sick, there's always obstacles that are going to get in the way. That's a given, like don't worry that there are, if or, whether or not there are going to be obstacles, there are going to be obstacles, this is a given, you're in business. Um, what you what would serve you better is to, is to take away the fact that these obstacles are problems and just get into solution mode and say, right, when the obstacles pop up, when the problems pop up, how am I going to help remove them or minimize them and help my team do the most amazing, amazing job? So be present with them, show up. If you can't show up in person, show up in your team Facebook group, show up in your messenger chat, do a live encouraging video, send the messages to them, text message, smoke signals, whatever you need to do. Um, be present, support them and ask them, what do you need to be successful today? What do you need to do the best and deliver 10 out of 10 for your clients today and then help them do that? So whether it's they're going to run late, they can see that they've got Mrs. Smith coming in and she always runs late. I'm going to work through my lunch break. Great. What can we do to help? Let's get uh, little Janie to help you apply the foils. Let's, Janie, will you go and get her some lunch? Uh, so, because we know she's going to run into her lunch break, let's make sure she's fed and watered. Like if you really take a position of supporting people, uh, the whole attitude towards the client changes because they feel supported. Like we know you're busy, we got your back, go forth, do your best and we got you. It's a much better uh, experience than everybody feeling stressed out, pulling their hair out and then of course wanting to stab you in the back because, you know, <laughs> you're the owner. <laughs> so check on their well-being. Um, it's a stressful time for you, especially if you are serving clients and trying to serve your team. Like when you're in that middle ground, like there's this phase of being a salon CEO that when you're moving from stylist to manager and you're trying to get into CEO role, it's hard because you're wearing three hats. I get it. And do you know what? Running a business is not for the faint-hearted. So hang in there. Only the tough people survive. And if you're tough and you've got grit, it won't last forever. You'll push through it. So um, 
What I want you to prioritise is being present for your team day, daily. All right, what else should you be prioritising uh, this Christmas? Uh, your appointment book. Um, your appointment book should be one of your important priorities, especially if you don't have a front of house to manage your appointment book for you. Um, and it's very easy to switch off and say, I'm busy being busy, I can't do the appointment book, and leave it to the apprentice or the young person and not keep your eye on it. But your appointment book is the engine of your business. This is the thing. And I want you to keep your eye on it. 15 minute gaps, give your team permission uh, or do it yourself just to uh, show that you're committed. If a client needs to come 15 minutes earlier, 15 minutes later, if you need to move an appointment slightly so you can have a better flowing appointment book, do it. Take the control into your hands, make it work, make it seamless for your team. Will you have an objection sometimes from a team member? Maybe. But if you know that it's going to work better for everybody, the client, you won't keep the client waiting, other team members, because now other staff are available or freed up to support them, and it's a better flowing appointment book, or people are doing stupid appointments, you know, leaving 15-minute gaps on purpose so they get a break, um, move it. Take the appointment book into your control. Um, and it, it can take a little bit of time, but this is a culture that you can evolve inside of your business, that the important book, the appointment book and how you run it uh, is an art, is part art, part science. And if you uh, prioritize your client's experience, then you will prioritize your appointment book. So if you're running a little bit late, call the client, text the client, hey, we're running late for your six o'clock appointment. If you come at 6.15, they will appreciate not arriving, rushing to get to you and then sitting and feeling like they're wasting their time for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Not a good user experience, not a good experience for your clients, right? Make sure that you're not overbooked. Remember, remind your team not to do squeezies because squeezies actually just squeezes more pressure onto everybody. Okay, um, make sure you run a, a uh, what do you call it, cancellation list for any uh, last minute changes. Uh, okay, what else should you be focusing on? Pre-booking your uh, clients for next year. It's easy to set up a system like, or incentive, we talked about this a few weeks ago, setting up an incentive for a rebooking challenge or a prize for clients to go into the drawer. But your team will only pay attention to the things that you pay attention to. If you want them to follow through and actually make a difference and actually move the needle on that rebooking um, percentage, then you need to keep your attention to it. All, all that means is a message in the morning saying, hey, so far this month our rebooking is 68%. Let's get it up to 70, guys. You only need to rebook. <clears throat> We've got 12 clients booked in today. Let's rebook eight of them. That's all it takes. That takes three and a half minutes in the morning to quickly do the math and communicate that with them. Stay in touch with them. Um, so if, if you keep focused on it, they will keep focused on it. Don't drop the ball now. Like I know this is hard for you, especially if you're serving clients. How many of you who are live with me today are still serving clients? Give me a, uh, maybe not a thumbs up. Give me a crazy emoji if you are fully booked serving clients over the next two weeks. Give me your, fa your favorite crazy one. Okay, um, week four, uh, guide is being prepared to maximize your sales for pre-booking tactics. If you want to uh, click, you know, check in with that, if you haven't already, you can actually, if you've got this guide, you can actually click on the link. Can you see that my, this is actually uh, a clickable link here? If you click on that, it will take you to 
week four and it will take you through that if you haven't put something into place already. All right, planning for 2020. Um, there are going to be some spaces that you might be able to just take a few quiet moments to think about 2020 just in the long term, not starting to action. I just, do you know, there's, the, there's a real art to thinking about things over the longer time. You don't have to take action immediately. If you leave things to the last minute, you will always feel pressured and stressed. And now sometimes this is a good thing because it activates you to take action, but actually it's not a good long-term strategy. So if you know that you want to put a 2020 plan together, like in the hub, we just did a, a 2020 planning session last week and we're going to do it again in January. We're actually going to do it twice in January and we have a really clear structured step-by-step -step planning session that we step through. But do you know why we're doing three sessions on that? Because it's not something that should be a once and done. It's something that you should be thinking about over time. And as you start with draft one of your plan, you need to go away and think about it. And I don't know about you, but I tend to think about things in the shower while I'm eating my dinner, probably while you're serving clients. You know, if you get a client that doesn't want to talk, maybe you're catching the bus to and from work or you're driving the commute. These are the times that we think and we process about process things. So if you've started a 2020 plan and you've got it written somewhere, go back to it on the regular and jot things down. I sometimes voice message myself or I'll email myself when I have this amazing brainwave and I think, oh, that's the answer. Grab it, write it down now somewhere as soon as you can and add it into your plan because it's not a once and done, but capture those thoughts and moments. Because the other thing too, if you don't capture them and write them down, they'll stay in your brain and they'll start to swirl around and run around. That's the stuff that keeps us up at night. So if you get it out of your brain, get it on paper, especially if you've got a dedicated place, maybe on your phone, you use your notes tab. You know, you've got your little notes. Um, maybe you write it in there and you've got one notes spot for all your brain and you brain dump the stuff get it out of your brain so you can be present with your team and with your clients and of course with your family okay uh, being present with your family and sometimes tell me if you resonate with this sometimes it's a discipline to try and be present with your family tell me I'm not the only crazy one because I'm pretty sure I'm not to be disciplined to be present with your family that's it's a discipline to let the things go especially if you can write them down and part them, get them out of your brain so you can actually come down and to be present. Like if you've got kids to sit on the ground and be present with them and not have six things swirling around in your head, sometimes if you're running a busy business, busy business, especially at the busy time of year, it's a discipline to do that. And I want to encourage you to tune into the fact that it is a discipline and that you could, should, would, and you can do it with an intention. So I went out for dinner with a couple of friends um, Kathy is fully booked on the floor, not fully booked yet, just going through my book now and sorting times. Yeah, look, honestly, that appointment book management is everything, right? I really, really uh, agree with that. It is everything because it is um, it's the livelihood. Anyway, back to being present with your family. Tell me if you're live with me. Do you have family? Do you have kids? Do you struggle with being present with them? I went to dinner with a friend, uh, a group of friends. We, it's a group of mums. We go out once a quarter. Yeah, once a term, school term. So there's four of them. And we were talking about, you know, how hard it is when you're busy running a business that, and your kids want your attention to juggle all of the things. And we were talking about something that I learned actually from, what's her name, Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes. No, she's a singer. 
some there's a woman who is um, a famous movie director uh, series director and she did she talked about this um, the art of juggling and being present with your children your family if I can find it afterwards I'll google it once I hang up and I'll put the link here and she basically says if you've got kids that are demanding and it's driving you crazy and um, you're trying to do all the things then that the key is to stop put down all the work things, sit on the floor with your children. Now, I remember complaining to my own mum one time, oh my God, the minute I sit down, my kids climb on me when they were younger. They climb on me, like literally on me. And I just physically feel frustrated because I've, I've been busy all day. And now my kids are climbing on me. When do I get space? And she said, but you know, Larissa, um, if you just sit quietly for 15 minutes, be present with them, let them climb on you get into their world, look at what they're doing, just watch them do their jigsaw puzzle and just be quiet with them even if you need to and be present with you. Be present with them and play with them even just for 15 minutes. You watch, the magic happens is after 15 minutes, you're boring anyway. They've got their love tank all filled up and they'll go off and do their thing and then you are free to go and do your thing. And I think that's really important. I think it's a, it's a really clever tactic is to do the kid do the kids first, fill up their love tank. It usually only takes 15 minutes, depending on how old they are. And then they're happy, they're done. And then you can just quietly slip away and do your thing. So um, I think that's the same, you know, at Christmas time when you've got your brain is busy, busy, busy. If you can just pull yourself down into, or do you know what I do? I write my, I dump my, all the stuff that's on my brain. And then I go and sit on the floor and be with the kids. And then I, I know that it's safe over there and I can be with them at any time. So anyway, there are some tactics. Um, so hard to juggle any time of year with kids, but Christmas just snowballs. Totally. Is that useful, um, Christelle? Like, is it useful to just prioritize 15 minutes with them on the floor, depending on how old they are? But in saying that, like last night I played, um, I'd hardly seen my 13-year-old all weekend because he's doing 13 year old stuff you know he's on tech and he's playing games and he's out doing stuff with his friends and I said look I'd really love to just spend some quality time with you I know his love language is quality time and we just sat on the floor and played, played uh, a game of cards it was 30 minutes out of my life and we disconnected not disconnected we just connected only 30 minutes and I can find 30 minutes in a day for my kids and then the rest of the time I can be in my world and um, do the things that I need to do. Because sometimes when you've got all the things going around in our heads, um, we don't even realize we've gone and down, down a little rabbit hole. And, you know, I have to be mindful. I'm so busy thinking about the things that I love to do, i.e. my business. Sometimes I forget to talk to my husband. So <laughs> I hope that helped. I hope that message was ready there for somebody being present with your family. All right. Give me a thumbs up if that was useful. Okay, um, last but not least, I because today I've been giving you permission to let go of all of thing, all of the things and be just be present in these next two weeks. One of the things I do want to do, want you to do is give your future inner salon CEO permission to make next year a breakthrough year. So all I want you to do in this respect is if you're interested, is sign up to or register just like you did with the Christmas countdown for uh, my new masterclass series. It's free, it's Master Your Inner Salon CEO. And we start around uh, the 6th of January. All you need to do at this point is register. Join in so you don't miss out on the comms when it comes live. This is the fun stuff I'm working on at the moment while you guys are busy in the salon. And I really wanna talk about the key things that you need to focus on 
to make next year your breakthrough year. You know, all the it's 2020. Like actually, it's 2020 next year. I remember um, planning for 2020 years and years ago, and it felt felt like the sort of far away future, fantastical thing. Who remembers the Jetsons? Like the Jetsons, they they were this a cartoon family that used to fly around in, in futuristic cars and whatnot. Um, that to me was what 2020 was. It was this fantastical thing in the future but actually it's like it's weeks away now we're three weeks away from 2020 and it really should be your big year in business this is the year that you need to step into being a ceo step off the floor and into actually running a business so i want to support you through that process um make sure you register it's on the oh yes thank you braley um braley has just put the, the comment the link in the comments so other than registering for next year leave it with me i'll help you worry about what you should be doing in 2020 for now just be present with your team with your salon clients with your family uh, and keep your list uh, going so you can jot your notes down and um, keep your brain free to be present okay i hoped that that list of priorities really helped you be present get clear in your head uh, where to put your head space uh, this time of year Keeping some brain space is good. Being present with your family is important while you smash out the last few days in the salon. Right, let's check out the replay now for my last week of the Christmas countdown. This week, I answer the three top most frequently asked questions from 2019. And this one, you won't want to miss. All your questions are finally being asked, all your big questions. So let's check it out. And don't forget to check out the this week's freebie. And you know the drill. I'll leave the link below. I'm excited about today because it is, first of all, it's the wrap up of our 12 part series. Do you know you've been joining me for 12 weeks in a row? Every Monday morning, we've been here together and hanging out and it's been super cool. And I've really enjoyed seeing uh, so many of the same faces coming back. And even if you can't join live, joining me on the replay and on the podcast. And I've appreciated those that have reached out and uh, chatted with me in Messenger or even just here in the group. Uh, and of course on the podcast it's been really cool I've enjoyed it so today as I wrap up the 12 weeks um, this whole 12 weeks training series I wanted to share with you actually the three most commonly asked questions that have come up and popped up throughout the year and to me it's been really interesting to see the same things come back at me multiple times and when that happens and I have the same question over and over again by different people of course um, it makes me think okay I need to tackle this I need to answer this and sometimes you need to hear the same message multiple times for it to sink in like this is normal this is normal human learning behavior we don't usually learn things the first time so we must remember that for ourselves to be kind to ourselves we must remember that for our children like we can't just ask them once to clean their room and they will do it this is normal human behavior but also for our teams we must be kind to our teams and kind to ourselves when we ask them to do things or change behavior it's not a once and done so uh let's talk about these things that crop up owner uh, often from salon owners um, and I know that is Christmas cray cray week <laughs> so uh, I want and I've organized for you to have an action list as I always do because this is one I want you to come back to because it's Christmas week you might not have time to go through it or you might read it now or go through it with me now but doesn't mean it's going to sink in right so come back oh hey Lou hey Vicky 
come back to it between Christmas and New Year. Hopefully you're going to lie somewhere on a hammock in the sunshine and get it out. It's got, this is going to be on the podcast so you can re-listen to this and go through the action list and uh, plan and take action, right? So let me share my screen. Let's dive on in because lots of you will be getting back to the Christmas cray-cray. Uh, Here we go. And we shall dive right in. Okay, so the first question that's come up, come at me so often, and just quickly for those of you who don't, who haven't had this sent to you uh, this morning, then it's not too late to sign up and get it sent to you. Also, we've just sent you in the late last week, we sent you a, a summary of all the things. If you need to go back and scroll up in Messenger and find any of your favorite episodes or any of the action list that you want to do. Um, I do believe in white space taking a break, but also sometimes white space re-energizes you to take action and do some of the things. So I totally get that that's a CEO thing. It's a problem. No, it's not a problem. It's a CEO behavior and I'm okay with it, but you do have to balance white space because if you're trying to take action and you're feeling like this, all wound up and tight, do you know what? You won't do the right action. You need to go away and give yourself the white space first. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't worry about your list. Go and take the white space because as soon as you get the white space, you have to trust. <laughs> as soon as you get the white space, the energy will come back and you will be motivated to do the things and you'll actually take action, which is super cool, right? Okay, let's dive in. The first thing that I get asked so often is what can I do to make media more effective? So if you feel unsure about this and you don't know what to do, or you know you need to be doing social media, it's like I've got to do this thing called social media, but I kind of just don't know what to do, why I should be doing it. I've got some, uh, some action steps here for you to really think about, okay? And I'm mostly talking about strategy rather than tactics and I think that's really important because if you just learn the tactics without the strategy they don't make sense the pebble stones don't join together and take you on a journey and take you on a path they're just random pebble stones and if you're just tuning into tactics from multiple people and you're not tuning into the overall strategy then you're just following random pebbles in the forest right and you get lost <laughs> I don't know where I got this forest thing from. I wasn't planning that. Um, so I want you to be following a pathway. Do you know Hansel and Gretel dropped the pebbles on a path to somewhere? You've got to know the strategy and the why. So the first one is I want you to think about is dialing into your ideal client. Like who is she? Every time that we do a campaign and we don't reread and redial into our ideal client it never goes as well as if we take the time and the discipline to really tune into who is she what does she want how does she think what how does she behave what does she really care about and you've got to tune into that before you do anything social media because i believe and i'm sure i've written it down here that your social media uh, and your marketing activity should be primarily, number one, actually about new client acquisition, looking for new audiences. You want to be talking to new people who don't know, like, and trust you yet. Your existing clients who do know you, like you, trust you, love you, will tune in and they will get just as much out of it. 
but because they already know you, you don't have to try as hard with them. It's a different conversation because they'll already come to you and they will spark engagement. But you need to be thinking new ideal client all the time. And when you're writing your content, think about her and talk to her, right? As if she doesn't know you like you trust you. All right, so dial into who that person is. Talk to one person. You can't talk to multiple people at once. It just doesn't work anymore. Social media is too noisy for that. We must change our tactics. All right, quality over quantity. <clears throat> I actually ultimately believe if you don't have the time to write good quality story-based content, story-based posting, uh, don't do it. I'd rather you do zero than uh, something average right because it actually brings your engagement your page engagement ranking down when nobody pays attention to it the gone are the days of posting for the sake of putting something up there because if people scroll through and scroll past your stuff guess what your page ranking engagement goes down and less people are going to see it moving forward every time you have a bad post your ranking goes down so only do the quality high quality engaging content right um, so we would, I mean, I ultimately would love you to post daily, but I would rather that you post three quality posts a week than seven crap. <laughs> I've given you a little example here in the, in the download. Um, like, what do I mean by crap? I mean, like just a statement that's broadcasting out to no one in particular. Blonde Balayage, love this work by Amy. Like that just doesn't cut it anymore. Those days are gone. You've got to do good storytelling. All right, so that kind of is a good segue into don't expect a quick fix. Social media is not a quick fix anymore. Marketing takes time and thinking. And if you take the less is best approach, then that takes the anxiety and the overwhelm off it, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It's like a snowball that slowly starts to roll down the hill and build momentum. You can't pick it up and drop it, pick it up and drop it, pick it up and drop it. The snowball melts. I'm all about pebbles and forests and snowballs today. <laughs> um, but uh it needs to be something that is consistent right this is a long-term game social media is not going anywhere and also your business is not going anywhere you have time you must take the time don't rush it and flick something out anything out at any given moment take your time and do quality work you're in it for the long haul there's no rush there's no panic right i know when you're desperate for clients sometimes and i know this is not a this time of year problem but i know it can feel like you need to be you know like i'm desperately need to do something and that anxious feeling that comes up inside and i want you just to remember this is the long term we're in for the long term the uh the hair wins the race right slow and steady actually is better all right as the, as the CEO of your business, making space for new client attraction marketing, any marketing, this is your role as a, the CEO of your salon business is to do the marketing. Can you outsource uh, marketing? Of course. Yes, I believe so. But I can't, I don't believe that you can outsource and abdicate. What does abdicate mean? Pass full responsibility, park it over there in the corner and say, someone else is doing it. It's nothing to do with me. I'm over here doing this. You can't do that. You need to be engaged with it. Yes, you can have somebody do the tactics, but you as the CEO, your role is to know the strategy. Your role is to know if the person doing the tactics, if it's working. You, the moment you decided to be a business owner, you took on the role, a, a job description, sell on CEO job description, and it includes marketing. 
you've got to be in the marketing space because I believe marketing is 20% of your job description. Like that's a huge chunk. We can't, uh, we can't ignore this. So um, create space in 2020 for this to be part of your role. All right, my next one is show up. So I'll tell you a little bit of a personal story about this one. Um, in tooth, at the beginning of 2018, um, I decided that I needed to learn how to show up. I've got this little bracelet here. It actually says, I know I've got my screen on tiny, it actually says show up. Because I actually was always somebody who hated having my photo taken. Um, I've had challenges with my nose and operations and whatnot, and I was always really shy. And then 10 years ago, when I knew I was getting married, uh, married, and I was like, oh, I have to show up for photos. Do you know, like, well, the first three years of my youngest son, I'm not in any of the pictures. He probably doesn't, he probably thinks I didn't exist. <laughs> but I was like, these are my wedding photos. I have to show up for my wedding photos. And I chose to show up. Now, this was 10 years on, right? 2018, I knew I needed to show up if I wanted to make a success of my business. It's not something that I naturally wanted to do. We just had our team meeting yesterday and we officially as a team decided that we have learned how to show up, right? People follow brands, but ultimately do business with people. How does your brand stand out from anybody else? Because guess what? You all do facials, you all do balayage, you all do haircuts. It's the same. So what is going to make you stand out from anybody else? Guess what? It's you. And it's the culture that you bring to the team and bring to the business. Because People will do business with people and they'll either like you or not. And you almost want people not to like you because that means you're being polarizing. That means you stand for something. That means that the other people, the other half will love you. And ultimately your little sprinkle and spice that you put over the normal everyday things uh, is what will make people do business with you. So you need to learn to show up and your team. It doesn't have to be just you, but show up for the people and connect with people. This is, this is 2020. This is how we need to do business now. So whatever it takes, think about that. It is a journey, but you do need to show up somehow and show your personality and be okay with flaws and all. You are enough. All right, next. Give me a thumbs up if that resonated somehow. Like I know it's tough. It's a journey. It's been the same for me, but um, you can get there. You just need to be kind to yourself. All right, let's talk about a strategic plan. I've kind of said this a couple of times already. Having a strategic plan, actually having a high level plan of knowing what you're doing, why you're doing and what the goal is. Tactics no longer work on their own anymore. You can't just say, should I put it like this? Should I put the link here or there? Or should I click this button or that button? Those things are all great, but then are not enough to get you through and actually cut through the noise. One of the challenges with social media marketing, any marketing, digital marketing, is that we are in the era of social and digital marketing. Most, it's so easy now, the, the, the barrier to entry to do good Digital and social marketing is really low. That means everybody's doing it. That means, do you know what? Facebook is full. Do you know that there is more content being uploaded uh, on a daily basis than there are humans consuming it? That means there's a whole bunch of stuff that does not get seen. The number of people that see the content has gone down because just of the sheer volume. That's why it's important that we don't get stuck in the noisy, noisy, not quality content that we do better quality content and think about it. So have a plan, have a purpose, because we can't just post for posting's sake anymore. There's got to be a longer strategy at play. 
right? Uh, if you're interested in a five-step marketing strategy, go and have a look um, at the www.marketingcollective.com, yes, <laughs> and uh, have a quick squiz at that five-step strategy. Okay, last but not least, pay attention. All right, again, we must pay attention to what's working and what's not, because if, even if we have a strategy and we're putting it out there into the world, if there's a piece in that strategy, you know, if a step three in your five step strategy is not working, guess what? People that are coming through step one, step two, and to step three, they can't get to step four and step four is make a booking. So you're going to lose all of that effort that you're doing in step one, two, three is going to be lost because nobody gets to step four. None of your clients get to step four, which is make a booking. Make sense? So uh, we must go back and check that what we're doing is working, review what's working and repeat. Do more of what's working um, and give yourself permission to try trial and error. But if you tune into what's working and what's not working, you'll know what's not working and then you know what to go and change. But unless you're tuning into that, you have no idea. And you could be doubling down and doing stuff that just does not work and does not resonate and no clients are. And then you wonder, I'm doing all this work and nobody's booking. Because have you actually had a look at what's working and what's not working? All right. Give me a thumbs up if something out of that resonated. Which one of those key steps really resonated with you in terms of your social media um, marketing? Which one uh, resonated? Quality over, qu quality over quantity, ideal client, maybe, maybe you're expecting quick fixes, uh, maybe you're not making time for your marketing, maybe you're not showing up, and you're just doing static posts and you're not showing up yourself. Maybe you don't have a strategic plan and you're going a little bit random. Uh, maybe you're not tuning in and paying attention to what's working and what's not working. Let me know which one is you, like which is working for you and which isn't. And then let's transition into the next most commonly asked question that I get and I wanted to share with you. Let me scroll up now. Okay, this is a goodie. How do I implement an incentive with my team and keep them motivated. Like this is a common one. Hey Phyllis, how are you doing? All right, I'm just going to quickly check here that I have you properly online. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, we're in business. <laughs> okay, how do I implement an incentive with my team and keep them motivated? All right, a team who is unmotivated or underperforming can feel like a huge weight on our shoulders, right? We, as the CEO, we feel that weight. And for me, that weight was heavy. Like I want people to have a good time and I want them to perform. And uh, we need to overcome, we need to overcome this. But I actually think there's a bigger problem uh, at stake here. And I want to break it down for you because I think incentives are the icing on the cake. It's not what ultimately motivate your, an unmotivated person. Do you know? Like, what will actually make them do better? I actually believe it's a deeper problem. And I think incentives alone won't solve this. Your team need a bigger why. Why are they doing what it is that you're doing? Why should they want to achieve the goals that you've set for them? Why are they even in this industry? And I think you need to discover this for each of your people, each of your team members. What do they want to achieve? What is their life, bigger life goal? And an incentive and reward on its own usually is not enough for people to make a change, especially if change requires learning new skills or overcoming mindset blocks, 
right? So tune into what their why is on the bigger picture. Like, what are they doing here? What are they trying to achieve? And make it about them, the person, the bigger picture for them, not just a chocolate fish or a tickets to the movies. Because that usually, it's not a big enough thing to grab hold of. Does that make sense? Uh, your team need a longer term goal, like a career goal. Like, what are they going? Where are they going? Why? Let me just scroll up. Why are they there? Okay. Uh, I've gone too far. <laughs> here we are. All right, here we go. Okay. We need a long, longer term goal, a career goal. Um, if there's no clarity for them around where they're going in their life, most people need to know where they're going in their life. If they're just waffling along uh, like a leaf in the wind, it's not motivating. And a trip to the movies, double tickets to the movies, is a short-term, it's a short-term win, but it's not deep and meaningful, right? $20 bottle of wine is great for this weekend, but you're keeping people uh, in short-term wins and there's no long-term destination. Like you think for yourself, you need a long-term destination of where you're going. Um, and I think for you, your role as the salon CEO is to know that and set that out for them. Maybe they wanna buy a house. Maybe they're saving up to go on a world trip. Now I know you don't want them to leave, but if that's going to get them for the next 18 months to work hard, they're gonna leave anyway. You might as well jump in and, and get them motivated around that, right? Um, and not everybody has clear cut dreams like you may do. Um, I think working with them to discover some until they can think of their big ones, sort of medium-term goals. I think that's part of your role as the selling CEO. Okay, the other one is a mindset block, I think, is around really understanding what sales is. A lot of people have a block to sales. They don't value what it is that they're doing. They don't understand why people would pay this price for it. Because often we have young people in our industry who don't earn very much and couldn't afford it themselves. And if they don't understand the value of what it does for your client, they're never going to value it themselves. And for me, I believe sales is an exchange of value. Let me make you look good, feel good, have no gray so you feel younger, have bouncy soft hair so you feel whatever the client feels. And for an exchange for that, you're going to give me $200. Forget that we're actually weaving bits of hair and wrapping it in tin foil that only costs $10 and I only get paid $25 an hour. Like that is not motivating. And that is not a good mindset around exchange of value. If you actually put the, the value, attach the value to what the client gets, the value that the client feels for paying her $200, you remove the barrier to making sales, okay? And attach it to something that really has meaning for the client. And if your team can see that, then they're gonna focus on how can I best make this a great experience for my client? How can I give her everything that she wants and needs and doesn't even know that she's dreaming of rather than just what she's booked in for, right? It's too, in the present now, just to go, oh, you're booked in for half a head of highlights, what are we doing today? No, we need to think deeper about this. Take your, take your team on a journey. Sales is about an exchange of value. Okay, does that make sense? Give me a wee thumbs up. Let's move on to the next one. And the next most asked question that I've had in 2019 is why do my team not show up to training? How can I get them to show up? <laughs> so. 
I think salon owners who ask this question are either facing one or two issues, potentially both. They either get their team to physically show up, turn up on the right time on the right day, um, but they're not showing up presently. Like they're physically there, but they're not there mentally. They're actually on their phone, they're looking at the clock, they're asking when they can leave, and you can just tell by the look on their face that they are not present. Or you actually can't get them to turn up. You put a big event on on a Monday night and a training, get a special guest in, and uh, they, don't they don't show up. You remind them and you remind them again and you still get no-shows. I know how frustrating that is. Like, give me the, like a, the emoji how you feel when, when people don't show up. Like, I would put that poop emoji. <laughs> that's, how I would, that's how I feel when people don't show up because I think, I'm working hard here and you're not showing up and it's disrespectful. But I don't believe that's right. I actually think there's a reason why people don't show up. They don't feel committed to the cause. And most often, most salon owners are trying to create training and get our, get our team to come for free. I actually believe that we need to pay our team to show up. Like, let's be real about this. Who's committed to the business? We are. Should we expect our team members to be as committed to us? Do you know what? Probably no. Because actually, there's a, there's a finite something that's, that's in it for them. Sh should we and could we and would we hope that they can be as committed to us? If we can get a team of true believers around us, we are on to a good thing. But it's not always the case, especially if you've got team members that you probably know that you need to move out and you would rather bring in new people that are actually true believers, right? But I actually think to get over that, to, to fix us and meet them halfway, we need to pay our team to show up. So if we take it out of our own business and look at a different example, uh, it gives us perspective because we are too in our own goldfish bowl sometimes. So let's take um, a sports brand. I'm, I chose Lululemon. Um, I actually buy, buy Lorna Jane sportswear when I go to the gym. So let's take one of those brands. Let's get out of our own business for a moment. Now, if Lorna Jane or um, Lululemon said to their front counter staff, we're doing a training session. I'm going to teach you uh, the new collection of clothes. Um, I'm going to teach you sales language, how to sell um, and how to merchandise the store. But I all want you to come after five o'clock and come for free. Do you think the Lululemon team and the Lorna Jane uh, sales staff would show up? Absolutely not. They'd say, screw you. I'm not working for free to learn how to do my work. No. So I think the same. Why should, just because it's a career um, and that we love so passionately and we were crazy enough to open a business, why would, would we expect our team to be the same? No, we want them to perform how we want, when we want, um, teach them the techniques, the, the strategies that we want so they can do the business how we want, how our culture is, how our brand culture is. So should we pay them? Absolutely come to learn because now you've got leverage to say, you are here, I'm paying you and this is what I need you to learn to perform your job that I have written in your job description. So pay them, this is their job. Um, and they need to be paid for their job and, and I believe they need to be paid to, to learn. Um, the other one is to adopt the right attitude. And I say this because one of the salon owners that asked me this question most recently said to me, how, how can I get, well, accept me this exact question, how do I get my team to show up to training? Now, the interesting thing was that she booked a call with me and then didn't show up. 
and then asked me this question. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, something is similar here. You have booked, made a commitment to something and then not showed up. And now you're wondering why your team is not doing the same. I actually think that you are, you lead your team. If your team are not doing the things that you would love them to do, then you've got to look at yourself and say, what am I doing? Am I showing up in the right way? Am I leading by example? Am I being the beast boss? And am I showing up with the right attitude? Because as a leader, if we have the mentality and say, you are so lucky that I'm spending my time to train you, um, you should feel privileged and fortunate. In my day, I didn't get any training. If we're on our high horse doing this and shaking our heads and fingers, then you've got to think, what message is that sending to your team? We've got to check in with ourselves. But on the converse, you said, oh my God, it's so amazing. We have got X, Y, and Z coming to the salon. He's going to teach us something new. It's going to impact you. You're going to be able to earn more money and you're going to be able to serve your clients and they're going to be so excited because you're going to be able to give them two new techniques. Um, look, it's going to help you in your role. It's going to help you get your pay rise faster and um, all the things and all the things. I'm super excited. Can't wait to be there. I've got some wine and some chippies. I don't know, whatever, whatever. If you're excited, are they more likely to be excited and show up for something that's beneficial to them? Yes, you've got to make it about what's in it for them. Nobody wants to show up, including you, to something that it doesn't have a benefit for them. Ultimately, I believe we are all in it for ourselves um, at the end of the day. And if you can recognize that, that your team member is in it for what's in it for her, that's okay, that's normal, that's human behavior. And if you can tune into that and tap into that, then you become a really great salon leader. Okay, be excited, adopt the right attitude and make sure that you're showing up yourself and then pay them to show up too. And then you'll never be disappointed, right? All right, uh, I can see some super sad faces and some crying emojis. Yes, golly, totally, I totally get that right. But I hope, I hope that helps. Do you know, like bring your A game because if you bring your A game and you bring the wine, you bring the excitement, you bring the what's in it for me and you pay them, you bring the money, then it's going to be a game changer. Who wins in the end? Ultimately, your business does, which means that you win. Um, and I think if you train people, if you, I know if you train people and you say, but what about if they leave? But I say, well, what if you don't train them, train them and they don't leave? Because that also happens. Now you've got a bunch of, less than perfect employees doing an average job. So if you can show up, then they can show up too. I hope that has been super helpful. I keep forgetting to scroll this up. <laughs> um, that's a wrap. We're at the end. Like you've got a week to go. We are wrapped up. This will give you some action points for between Christmas and New Year. Um, the countdown is over. So I want to hear from you though. Uh, what has been the most useful piece in this 12-week countdown? Because uh, most of you have been with me the whole 12 weeks. What has been the big BFO, blinding flash of the obvious, the big one big thing that has been um, the most impactful for you? I'm really keen to know uh, what that is. Uh, so let me know in the comments because I want to keep doing what works. Um, and double down on that. So it's important for me to go and find out what works with you guys so I can continue to support you in becoming a uh, salon CEO. So speaking of salon CEO, I want to invite you to, Christmas is over, so we need to do something new. I want to invite you to my new masterclass series, Master Your Inner Salon CEO. And over uh, starting on the 6th of January, we're going to go through 
the key steps that I think that you need to adopt inside of your business, know and understand and learn how to think like a salon CEO. So you can have next year an absolutely transformational year like this needs to be your breakthrough year i have every intention for it to be my breakthrough year and i want you to come along with the journey for me so make sure that you have signed up so we can let you know when it starts you'll be the first one to get uh the drop when the episode drops and of course your uh action list and i will be in this group live talking through it so um please make uh i'm going to drop the link to make sure that you can sign up if you haven't already lots of you already have let me just see if i can get this link uh, oh golly golly clickety click things won't click oh look at that braley's already put it there thanks braley i was struggling to get that link <laughs> uh chrissy thank you merry christmas everything has been great loved self-care getting rosters done early in social media amazing Vicky says, it's been awesome. So many aha moments. Yes, winning. I love a good aha moment. So looking forward to the Salon CEO. Yes, do you know what? Me too. I'm so excited about it. Uh, I've never been so excited to work on a project before. Uh, I feel like it's exactly what we all need. So I'm looking forward to that. Kathy, you are very welcome. Merry Christmas to you. Stay sane this last week. And... Um, have a great break, enjoy some family time or friends or whatever that you're doing. Uh, drink lots of water and eat your vegetables. <laughs> sound, like my, sound like my mother self now. All right, and that is a wrap on the Christmas countdown because Christmas is here. It's been an amazing year. I have really enjoyed seeing you live, hanging out with you on the podcast. Thank you so much for all the support that you've given me, all the comments and chats, whether it's in the group or in Messenger, uh, it has been really great. I do want to make sure, of course, that you have registered for my brand new series coming out, my last, my live masterclasses coming out. We're starting soon, January the 6th. And I am revealing the insider secrets to mastering your inner salon CEO and really truly living a life of freedom and profit. Now these masterclasses will give you the exact tools that you need to make 2020 your breakthrough year. So please make sure you have registered so we let you know when it's live and that you get the action-packed checklists and helpful tools that you need to really uh, come along the journey with me. So have a merry merry christmas and i look forward to hanging out with you in your earbuds again same time same place next week bye for now <laughs>